Good morning, guys. This is the Agen Podcast. I'm your host, Oliver Cornley, and today I've got Harry on again. How are you doing, Harry? Hi there. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Very good. We, we haven't spoken for a bit. Um, so wow. today we're going to have a little chat about gold versus Bitcoin when it comes to investments. So Harry, he's rather fond of the uh, of the Bitcoin. I'm rather fond of the gold. And we thought we'd uh, have a little chat on what it's like to actually invest in it. You know, we'll analyze, you know, the, the pros and cons to both um, and just give you a bit of insight into, into what gold and Bitcoin can do. So uh, be sure to check out our website, ourgen.co.uk. That's ourgen.co.uk. Free membership, Harry. It's that simple. Yeah? It's that simple. It's that simple. We've got forum pages. We've got newsletters. We've got podcasts like this that you listen to now. We're also launching a new careers corner. So if you're looking for a very specific company to work for, for an internship, we're going to give you everything on that company to make sure you master those interviews and get a successful internship. So um, keep learning, get earning, and I hope you enjoy the show. So, Harry, we'll set things off with Bitcoin. Now, just give our listeners a brief introduction into why Bitcoin is a good investment to make today. Well, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, sort of uncertainties as, as to whether it is an investment or a currency, but focusing on it, you know, the investment side of things for today, mm. um, I think... Obviously, it's it's giving people um, new exposure to you know a different kind of asset class. So it's um, you know sort of diversifying you know you know traditional um, types of asset classes. Yeah, it's a new. Invested. It's not just piece of paper or exactly. Yeah, yeah it's it's, yeah. it's something new and funky and, and interesting, and people want to know about it. So it's basically, I think, the value that really comes with the technology behind it. I think, which is the 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 technology behind Bitcoin is 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 blockchain and the blockchain mm. network. And I feel like that's what really sort of, you know, puts Bitcoin on, you know, the, the level it sort of deserves to be at, really. Um, and I think, you know, the actual work that goes into producing a Bitcoin, you know, the mining, you know, as you see all the, you know, these Bitcoin miners, the thousands of computers working away to complete these complicated algorithms. Yeah, to, with all the vents and the pipes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It costs thousands, you know, to try and basically mine the coins. I think, you know, that's that's it's called proof of work really. I mean, if I was to give you like a five pound note and say, what is this worth? You know, it's, it's five pounds, but you know, the paper it's made on, you know, you can, you, you can print money, whereas you can't really print a Bitcoin. You have to, you have to yeah. complete complicated algorithms to, to make it. So there's a lot of work that goes into it. So I feel like that, you know, that, that is a typical sort of uh, pro crypto uh, sort mm-hmm. of argument, you know, that's used. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously as we saw within, you know, at the start of the lockdowns, people like Paul Tudor Jones, you know, you know, various hedge fund managers, asset managers, were were were, you know, were feeling rather bullish on Bitcoin, and they were you know sort of buying Bitcoin futures, um, you know, sort of to hedge against the recession, you know, Corona, all the uncertainty around then. And that's where we saw a skyrocket of, of price, exactly, yeah. And yeah, then obviously, yeah. you know, what's happened recently. So it's uh, it's 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 interesting, yeah, definitely. Awesome. I mean, um, so let's take it back then to sort of like you said, the uh, exposure to a new asset class, and also the the benefits of the technology behind it. So with block blockchain, I mean, from my own research, it's very basic. But you've got this sense of the reason why I would I admire Bitcoin is because it's decentralized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, you know, cutting out the middleman uh, yeah. in you know in transactions. Um, so, you know, a particular type of cryptocurrency uh, is, is is called a stable coin. So, 
uh, is basically pegged against an actual, you know, real life asset. You know, so you had like USD coin, whatever. Um, and essentially, you know, with with things like that, you know, because because there's no middleman, you know, for example, in like the remittance market, you've got people in countries, you know, who can send payments back, to, you know, you know, back home. And because, you know, we're all dealing in Bitcoin, for example, or whatever, um, you know, you can get that straight away. You know, that, you know, you know, there's no fees, no, fees, you know, there's, no there's, currency exchange. Yeah, there's, and yeah, all there's no middleman. There's no middleman taking a cut, essentially. Um, so, yeah, you know, with 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 blockchain and 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 you know the big you know decentralized ledger it's on you know there's complete transparency it's impossible to hack um so it says at the minute i mean we, you know, we don't know what you know we don't know what's going on in the future but you know that's 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 you know sort of that's i mean that's really interesting and especially uh, and we'll, we'll go on to this later with the gold stuff and with the decentralization it's kind of really the first shift in terms of currencies or in terms of mediums of exchange where it's not owned by one organizational person you know, yeah. back in history, all currencies are owned by individuals or, you know, like big banks, for example, they can print uh, that. Whereas well, obviously with blockchain, because it's limited and decentralized, it's very, very private. So if I were to send it some Bitcoin to you in return for a slice of pizza, for example, you know, no one can look into that. You know, it's all protected, it's private, and there's no big sort of elite group or individual looking into that like banks do today, right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, completely. I mean... It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's crazy how it's uh, risen over the years. I mean, you, you said a slice of pizza. I know a guy in uh, <laughs> America purchased a slice of pizza for like 50 bitcoins in like 2000. And oh, wow. What's that? Like, uh, like the, <laughs> most ex- the most expensive, like, bit of pizza. pizza. It's like 50, uh, yeah. what is that? 1.5 mil, something like that. Well, it's got to it? be. I mean, you're doing 50 times. Oh, no, it's, oh, it's 50, what, not 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's 150k, it's like isn't it? 30k, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's an expensive right. slice of pizza, but it was, <laughs> but it was good. Okay, so, and then you also mentioned like this proof of work, which is obviously adding value to Bitcoin. Um, just elaborate more on that. Yeah, so I think obviously, you know, as I said briefly, um, you know, like a ten-pound note, five-pound note, whatever, you know, it's 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 worth the paper it's made from when you when you look at it from that aspect. Mm. Whereas with with Bitcoin, you know, you hear about these Bitcoin miners and they get, you know, they, they spend thousands on on the you know the, the software, the computing, the the power that's you know the, the the electricity, the power that's needed costs thousands. Yeah, it takes a you lot. Know, you, you, yeah, yeah. So the running costs are huge for these Bitcoin mines, um, and it's essentially you know the work that goes into producing a Bitcoin, mining a Bitcoin, um, that obviously you know that is deemed proof, you know, proof of work. Um, and I think, you know, there isn't going to be an overmining of them, obviously, because we're capped at 21 mil, I believe. So yeah. no more Bitcoins than 21 million can ever be, uh, you know, sort of. And it gets harder and harder to mine it, right? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. now, now you look, I mean, I should probably know this. What, what, 14, 15 million out there at the minute? Right, Might okay, be. So there's still I, a bit to go. It, it's around the teens figure. I, might be you know it might be a little bit wrong but it's around that number i think um so you know once it hits 21 that you know that's it basically and that's what you know what was put in place when um uh, satoshi nakamoto the, the the acronym of the guy who, you know guy or girl that found bitcoin, bitcoin. you know that's what he wanted to do you wanted to put a cap at 21 million well you mentioned the, the the proof of work heavily relies on power and something that i've seen recently which is another topic for the podcast is there's been a lot of blackouts recently for mm. maybe unknown, unknown reasons, maybe some reasons are there. And, and it makes you think that like crypto is purely digital and 
in order to produce that currency, if you want to call it a currency, you have to have machines and, and power to, to mine yeah. it. So if there was no power or if there was some either very short blackout or something more serious happened, then the excess of crypto is limited, right? Yeah, so if there was no power, you know, power cut or whatever, then Bitcoin, Bitcoin wouldn't be able, um, you know, to be mined. I mean, it's, so imagine it's, if someone made an investment <laughs> of 10 mil in Bitcoin definitely. today and then two years' time, there was a whole blackout and, like, no one could use electricity. Yeah, for yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's like that. It's like the risks, you know, there's, there's, there's loads of risks you yeah. take with it. I mean, like, there's, because there's no middleman, if you're if you're trying to get into your Bitcoin wallet and you forget your password, you can't call up you know the bank of Bitcoin and be like you know I forgot I've, I've forgot my password. You, you screw oh that me. guy in the I remember exactly. I mean, there's a guy in Germany, yeah. I think, a guy in the UK. You know, I mean, the guy in the UK threw away his hard drive, you know, for whatever reason. This guy, I think, there's a guy in Germany somewhere who's you know you get about ten password attempts and he's done eight and he's got an, he's he's trying to get access to about <laughs> twenty mil. Oh, it's about two hundred million. It's, it's, it's something yeah. absolutely crazy. So, you, you know, those are some of the negatives that you know because it's so decentralized and there's there's no involvement from governments, etc. Mm. That when you know it's it's up to you to you know keep track of your passwords. You know, do not you know quite ironic really because your your information you're making that sacrifice of the lack of security. I.e., you could lose your hard drive or whatever, forget your password, which is obviously super secure. Like it's it's not gonna you won't be able to get into it, for example. But yeah. at the same, and obviously with the private information, but at the same time, like it, you, that's a, a cost that you have to bear in mind, which is like you, you've got to treat this very, very seriously. And I think yeah, that a lot yeah. of people nowadays, um, especially younger people, especially like maybe some of you are listening now, the the stigma attached to Bitcoin is, in my opinion, is like, oh yeah, it's always going to go up, it's always amazing, and they just buy it because it's a trend. And they yeah. perhaps don't recognise the risks involved. Yeah, I, I think yeah, FOMO, just complete fear of missing <laughs> out. I mean, it's it's you know, I mean, I mean, there's loads of that happening at the minute with, with any kind of like cryptocurrency. I mean, bloody hell. I mean, Dogecoin. I mean, like, I, uh, I, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, you know, you know, things like that within the crypto space. It's is, you know, people see something skyrocketing up and they have no idea, you know, what's behind it, and they'll just pile in. Um, so with it, from an investment point of view, I mean, I don't know what you think to this, um, but I've noticed that a lot of these graphs, you know, the, a lot of the typical trend, you know, like yeah, the yeah. price of Bitcoin, yeah. they're always done on a linear scale, okay. always. So that obviously, for those of you who don't know what a linear scale is listening now, that basically means that on a graph on the on the uh, x-axis, right, on the vertical, is it? Yeah, no, the y-axis, y-axis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you now, and I don't know which one is. So on the y-axis, that's like your price. So you've got like a, a linear scale. It would be like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, et cetera, like a linear progression. Yeah. And that produces a type of graph, right? It's um, yeah. you, you can see the classic crash. Um, well, there was a little blip in 2014, yeah. and then it crashed in 2016, yeah, yeah, the, 2017. Yeah, the bull run in 2017, and then yeah. things went quiet until now and that, and that graph you can see it everywhere it's this really clear right flat line and then skyrockets right and then a couple of crashes but if you change that graph okay. and you look at it on a logarithmic scale and that means where you go 10 20 40 80 160 320 the very very different type of graph is produced okay. and i was looking at this and you 
the importance of this is that you can see the long-term effect of Bitcoin, not the short-term. So the short-term is the linear scale, but your long-term, okay, because you've got things like inflation to bear in mind, you've got other factors on a long-term basis. If you look at it from a logarithmic point of view, Bitcoin is is trending so high. Like it's, it's literally just like the graph, you can see the, the crashes obviously get less, they get squashed and there's a huge projection for it to be a lot more in the future. So what do you think in terms of Bitcoin price? Where is it going to well, be in the next? I think I think it's extremely, extremely hard to, you know, you know, to predict. I mean, because th- this comes into the idea that it's it's at its early stage, yeah, maybe, you know, it's an investment. But like now it's a case of I mean, I'm I'm in I'm honestly in like a conflicting space with this. I don't know. I mean, I can argue for it being an investment and I can also argue for it being a currency, but you know, that's not for today. So it's a case of Hmm. price prediction. I mean, you can go online and you can see people saying, you know, Bitcoin's going to hit a million by the end of 2021 or Bitcoin's Hmm. going to do this or, you know, Bitcoin's going to go back to zero. You know, I I don't think it's going to go back to zero. You know, I think obviously, you know, like the, the, Hmm. the adoption of it, you know, with, with, with famous figures, I know you've got various, um, you know, for example, like the Paul uh, Tudor, um, Tudor Jones guy, you know, buying Hmm. Bitcoin futures as like a, a Corona recession hedge thing and different CEOs coming out in favor of it. Now people changing their minds like Jamie, um, Jamie Dimon, the CEO of uh, Musk twittering Bitcoin and exactly. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah. you know, it, it creates a sense of credibility when people come out, people, people, well, we, you know, we need to trust famous people, you know, well, those who have a financial rep- um, exactly yeah, yeah, validity. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we trust them and, you know, it, it, it creates credibility. You know, there's not so much, stigma around the idea of it being used by criminals anymore i know it is still used in, in that respect but you know that's 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 not what people associate it with fully now um so i i honestly i'm being honest i i genuinely could not give you a a price prediction i think in my opinion i think the price has shot up um way too quickly i mean you know it's never a healthy graph to see you know like flat, yeah breaking the resistant like lines flat and, yeah. spike down flat and <laughs> another spike then down. it's very volatile yeah it's yeah yeah it i think volatile. yeah i mean but i think the people who have faith in the actual technology behind it are in there for the long run mm. so it'd be interesting to you know see in 10 20 years and have a look back at what bitcoin's actually done but i think the overall trend will be upwards i don't you know with with these well, i think it's going to crash i i personally don't i personally yeah. believe in the technology behind it mm. Um, and I think, you know, because it is still in its infancy, let's not forget. I mean, you know, well, it's this been is the thing. Yeah. It, like, it, it's easy to say, oh, it's been around forever, but it hasn't. It's been around as far as currencies and whatever are concerned and investment. It, it, it hasn't been around for that long. So, in the long term, I think we're going to see, you know, I think it's going to be on the upside, um, you know, with these crazy rides in between. But I think overall, you know, if you look 10, 15, 20 years down the line, we're going to be, um, you know, on an upwards trend. Yeah, I mean, Bitcoin is relatively new. I think it's like 12, 13 years. It was made in like 2007, it was, 8, 9. It was made off the back of the 08 financial crisis. Right, so 08 then, it would have been 08. So Bitcoin is 13 years old, which is very, very young for a currency. It was interesting that you said that it won't hit zero. I mean, every single currency... No <laughs> this argument. <laughs> <laughs> well, you spoke about this before. So yeah. every currency known to man... Yeah. Every single one since 1000 BC when the Chinese dynasties first created the idea of currency. Okay. Every single one has gone to zero. And back then, I mean, bearing in mind that the Romans were the first to introduce this whole, like, um, uh, where, you know, obviously, like, materials were fixed on Earth, right? And then the Romans then began to um, create more 
uh, quantities, but keep the same. And obviously yeah, yeah. The, the benefits of Bitcoin is it's, it kept at 21 mil. Um, but like everyone's gone to zero every sort of, and there's a trend of like every 40, 50 years, obviously some exceed it, some go below it. And it'd be really interesting how Bitcoin plays because obviously it's very, very young, like you said. So it's still got, if it is to go to zero, let's just say if it, if it does, if there's a chance that it does, it's still got quite a long way to go, right? Yeah. If it follows yeah. this trend. So if, if, if those who, who think that it will crash, then you've got to bear in mind that, well, in the short term, it, you know, if you do believe that, then it's still a decent investment to make, would you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I'm just sort of, I place total faith in the idea of, you know, the most of the technology behind it. I mean, you know, you know, with with blockchain technology and um, and cryptocurrencies in general. I mean, if if, you know, if Bitcoin doesn't, you know, pull through in the end, you know, I I I think with me, it's more faith in the technology behind Bitcoin, which mm-hmm. is what makes Bitcoin look. Which is why I suppose I put Bitcoin on a bit of a pedestal. Um, yeah, but that's that's it's, it's legit that because yeah. So I'm, I'm, secure, I mean that's yeah. that's that's essentially it for me. Um, so overall, Bitcoin as an investment, what would you say to our listeners? I'd say to our listeners, obviously, be very careful because uh, you know how volatile it is. Never allocate um, a substantial amount of your portfolio to Bitcoin, mm. if or, or or any cryptocurrencies that matter. If anything, I know um, when when I you know um, I know for a fact there is a. Uh, like like an index for cryptos it's like called the crypto 30 or something where it's like it oh, basically right. combines the top 30 or 50 I, I, I might be wrong um biggest cryptos into a, a group and it's essentially like buying like a basket of cryptocurrencies like i suppose with the FTSE, you're buying 100 companies with this particular crypto 30 or whatever it's called i'm pretty certain it's called crypto 30 um right. you know if, if if you know if you have faith in the crypto game and you want to diversify into it then so that's like know, more in faith in the technology right and the yeah, idea I think, of you know it, yeah. yeah faith in the faith in the technology you know it's it's the decentralized nature of everything um you know and obviously how much traction is picked up in the media you know over the years i mean you know people once laughed at it you know mm. CEO, ceos world leaders once laughed at it and you know now they've renounced those comments so you know i think it stands for something when that happens definitely and i know that um ripple as well is is going to get a lot of traction and you know the gamestop um gang i like to call them yeah they're, they're thinking of pump and dumping uh, xrp soon i don't know if you've heard oh, wow. that no it's a reddit thing i think um they're going to try and pump and dump it to, to oppose the whole Wall Street thing. And we'll see where that one goes, but got to keep an eye on it, right? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just to confirm what I said, it is it is the, the CCI30, the Cryptocurrencies Index. Um, CCI30, Cryptocurrency yeah. Index. Index. Yeah, I mean, you know, 52-week change of um, like 200%, a 52-week high of 10,700 and a 52-week low of 1,000. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, um, be careful. But you know, if 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 you have faith, get involved. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I think uh, you've got to you've got to consider it at least. You don't you can't shoot yourself down on that. Amazing. So moving on from Bitcoin. Yep. We've also got the gold side of things. Um, now, again, I feel like the same with Bitcoin. There is a lot of stigma attached to it. I mean, what what's the first thing that comes into your mind when when someone yeah, says so gold investments? I think I'm I, I'm more of a crypto guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously I do have an understanding that, you know, gold is a safe haven asset. Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, it can be used to hedge against, you know, uh, recessions, you know, uh, you know, various risk, you know, people flock towards gold. 
um, you know, in times of uncertainty. Um, so that's sort of my, um, you know, sort of main pro and the thing that I see as a positive around investing in gold, you know, when it's the right time to invest in gold. Um, but I know, I know, you know, for years you've been uh, saying, you know, various things about, you know, where you think financial markets are heading and governments, et cetera. So, I mean, I'll be, I'll be very interested to actually hear what you think, um, you know, about, you know, where you think gold's headed, you know, you yeah, know, I mean, mainly, I think gold has been manipulated at the moment. The price of gold has been manipulated uh, by elite sort of central banks. Um, and we've seen how powerful that can be, for example, like GameStop, you know, how they, they can very quickly shut down yeah. um, things as well. So um, I'm hoping this will be exposed because if it is, then so basically the reason why I think it's manipulated is because a lot of banks out there, they're obviously they're privately holding gold, physical gold, and people are buying ETFs, right? Yeah. Um, and this is just basically like a, a piece of paper, like a note, yeah, like a pound note. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I'm owed this physical piece of gold, right? But yeah. when you start to distribute more paper than there is gold, that's when it becomes an issue. And I think what's happened over the last 10, 20 years is that these banks – and intermediaries that hold the gold have been selling all this paper, especially with yeah. quantum easing, for example. I mean, I think the Fed and the Bank of England, re- respectively, have printed more money, sorry, more currency in the last year than they have done in the last century. Yeah. And yet inflation is still at 0.6%. Yeah. Well, I know on the on the, on the the ETF, uh, the gold ETF thing, I know you shared something very interesting on on our gen within the on the, on the forums yeah yeah, yeah. in the forums i mean yeah they're great i mean obviously you know that's 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 there and i'm sure there'll be some good discussions about that then so you know definitely you know, if you haven't already go over and uh get over there and check it out yeah it's, we post a lot of great. um definitely. a lot of stuff on there like the the graphs and stuff uh, and just our own analysis i mean we're not claiming that we're experts or anything but it's really? just genuine exactly. down to earth like just thoughts um okay. but but with gold i think from an investment point of view if obviously gold increases in in price when more currencies like more inflation right yeah and i think i, I genuinely think that the gold can reach 10 15k okay in in wow. the next three years yeah definitely. I, I think so um i mean what bitcoin versus gold what would you invest in let's say 10 grand let's if cut I, to the chase I mean, okay if if we're going to the chase i think it's hard to say because with with bitcoin being where it's at now and obviously everyone jumping on the bandwagon i i um i think there's a lot of uncertainty now as to you know can it maintain i mean back around five six k seven k i'd have definitely uh I'd, you know i've definitely probably gone all tenning bitcoin um mm. but where i'm at now and where, where i think the economic you know where i think the economic climate is i'd probably say i'd i'd probably have to split it 50 50 i i can't, nah, I can't you can't make a I'd decision probably, you know I'd, okay honestly i'd probably edge i'd probably edge because of its price at the minute, I'd probably edge 60-40 gold. Right, okay. I'd probably go more gold than Bitcoin, about 60-40. So, I mean, I know that you're you're, you're more um, you're more sceptical about gold in the sense of some other things to do with the value of it. From an yeah, investment yeah, yeah. point of view, I mean, personally, I think that there's, there's a really fundamental thing when it comes to all investments, when it comes to currencies. Yeah. And um, Mike Maloney, who is an American, I won't say he's an economist, but he, yeah, he's like a private investor. He's getting a lot of traction recently. And he defines what the differences between currency and money are. And I think that they're very, very important because you mentioned the store of value of 
of crypto. The problem with that is that it's owned by 95%, sorry, 95% of people. Sorry, 95% of Bitcoin is owned by 2% of people. 2%, two, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2% yeah. Of and, and, the, and like the problem with that is that the remaining 5% is owned by 98% of people who are all trying to chomp at the bit. Yeah, right. completely. No, I completely agree. I mean, if, if, if those 2% of people decide to make some big moves, let alone from the fact that the creator of Bitcoin still holds mm. half many million, it's almost like what you're investing in now, effectively, if this person decided to reappear one day or dump all their Bitcoin, it's worth you'd, be, nothing. You'd, yeah. you'd be out of it. So in that respect, it, 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 it is a risk you're taking. Whereas gold, for example. Yeah, different story. It's, it's, I, th I think it's a different story. And I think that nowadays gold is is proven the test of time. I mean, if you went back 5,000 years ago to the Egyptian era, you've got a random guy with an ounce of gold, like a little lump, yeah. goes to a marketplace. And with that lump of gold, he can buy a pair of sandals. He can buy an like a nice toga, a little belt and a camel, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's standard, like that's his ounce of gold. Skip forward 5,000 years later, which is the vast majority of human civilization, like in terms of developments and society, with an ounce of gold. So it's about 1350 now, 1350 pounds roughly at the time of this recording. A pair of shoes, 200 quid, like yeah. a really nice pair. You can get a suit for, I don't know, five, 600 quid. And you could probably buy a cow. I don't know what the going price is for a cow, <laughs> but like, you could probably buy a cow, right? And, and it, yep. you, you get the same purchasing power with, uh, yes, with that. That's a very interesting take, definitely. And, and if, you, if you apply that to, to what the future is, I yeah. think gold is an investment. People say it's an investment. I don't think it is an investment because an investment implies that you, you take risks either, and rewards. So like, for example, crypto, it's increased by 9,000% in the last five years. <laughs> Yeah, that investment, you know, whereas gold, I think it's more of a, a store of energy. Yeah, so like yeah. if I if I was able to live for 5000 years, think how many economic collapses and crises you've had along the way. Yeah. People who hold paper or currencies, they'd have come and gone, they'd have lost their value. Whereas if I'd have held gold in the long run, I think that gold isn't really an investment. I think it's more of a financial vehicle to store your value, store your energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think I think a lot of people just, you know, are, for, for example, when lockdowns hit, you know, they'll mm. simply fl flock away from equities, you know, put the money into gold, you know, not as like a long term hundred year outlook. They'll just park everything, well, park part in gold. Mm. And then, you know, when when, you know, when the sun starts to come up, they will then move back into. So, so it is it is like sort of like a storage place for, for their uh, capital, I suppose, yeah. for a fixed period of time i'd say i you know i don't think it's you know i mean is there anything time. that you would you'd go against gold is there something that in terms of if, if we were to class it as an investment let's say or you yeah. were to buy gold is there anything that you would think is like hang on a minute this is not quite right like anything well that's you? the thing i mean i'm 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 not I'm, I'm not massively clued but when we had a chat um you know uh, a while ago you mentioned um that obviously you know the 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 power is sort of in the government's hands Mm. when it comes to gold whereas with bitcoin there is no intervention whatsoever so yeah. you know i suppose that 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 is a quite vague but that as a point um would sort of make me think this principle is yeah exactly amazing. i mean i mean i mean i mean 
I mean, I mean, do you want to sort of expand on that? Because I know you mentioned about how obviously, you know, you know, the government could recall. You know, speaking hypothetically, there could be some sort of recall with. Well, they can. I mean, with crypto, that's why I do like it. Is because it yeah. is decentralized, um, and it is it's it celebrates freedom and, and privacy, right? And I, I'm yeah, a great advocate of that. The, the problem with gold and, and you know, like you, you pointed out with the government stuff is that it can be recalled and it has been in the past. Uh, I can't remember which American president it was, but I think it was back in the century. I think it was good that like we're talking like just after World War One. Right. It was a long time ago, but I think it was like Roosevelt um, who recalled all the gold. So yeah. pretty sure it was Great Depression in twenty nine. And the recovery lasted until 32, 33. And Roosevelt recalled all public gold and reset the price. I don't know what it was. It would have been like, I don't know, like $20 an ounce or something, like nothing. Yeah. And the problem with that is that as we shift towards financialization and digitalization, we're, we're currently in it, but as, it, as we progress, there is going to be a reset, I think. I think there's going to be a huge economic reset, global which will determine the strength of Bitcoin or gold. I think it's going to be completely, because at the moment, like you said, you'd split it 60-40, right? Yeah. It's, it's... But I, I genuinely think in the next two or three years' time, it's going to be one or the other. Okay. And, and Bitcoin embodied, like, when I mean Bitcoin versus gold, I mean, like, gold as, like, gold, silver, platinum, for example, and Bitcoin yeah, yeah. as in Litecoin and all sorts of yeah, yeah, crypto yeah. versus commodity. And I think that, if there was going to be this financial reset, which I think will happen, there's going to be two outcomes. I think there's going to be either a digitalization of currency. So for example, Bitcoin. And if that happens, then Bitcoin would be a great investment to make because obviously yeah. that's going to be the new, you know, new thing. And obviously gold is going to be worth, it's going to be, re it's going to be nothing, right? It's because everyone's saying, yeah. Whereas if there's something, I mean, I've done a bit recent Nasara. Okay. Okay. Which is a system which, backs a bimetallic currency which is basically gold and silver and if that happens then i myself are in deep danger because gold i think is going to get completely reset like it was back in the day with roosevelt yeah because it's the new currency so it has to be reset so this government entity this the risk of having someone else being able to claim it back is, is something which does hold gold back as an investment, definitely, because there's a lot of risk there. Whereas with crypto, like you mentioned earlier, um, yeah. it's, it's, it's private, it's decentralized, so no one really controls it necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's weird because I don't think a lot of investors in Bitcoin and, and crypto in general, they don't sort of go into the depth of analysis that I suppose, you know, me and you would, you know, we're, we're looking at what's behind things and, you know, like mm. history and, you know, does history repeat itself? Will it repeat itself? A lot of people just like to join the hype. A lot of people mm. just want to get involved with Bitcoin because they can see it on the news and they know that it's, it's shot up hundred percent in the last day. So if you're like, Oh my God, if I put money in, then I'll be able to make a, you, you know, an absolute shed load. And it's just not, you know, I, I, I think that's also a, an issue as well. I feel like that's a large factor in all these big spikes. It's, it's, it's people who don't have faith in the technology behind it or Bitcoin. It's more just. It's based on emotion, not on rational thought. And I think those of you listening exactly. now, if you are thinking, or you already have investments in, in anything really, but specifically for this episode, gold or bitcoin or any currency 
uh, really just think twice about why you're doing it because yeah, definitely. I think Warren Buffett said this. I mean, I'm not a big fan of him, but he did say one thing which stuck with me, which was you need to ask yourself why you're investing in something. And if you don't know why, don't invest in it. You yeah. know, just, just because someone's told you to invest in it or because it's shot up by 10,000% like Bitcoin yeah. has, doesn't mean you should buy it. If you can ask why, sorry, if you can answer why, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, he, 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 he called Bitcoin rat poison squared. Um, so, so yeah, I think we all know where Warren stands on this one. Uh, well, I mean, he's an interesting one because <laughs> he's also fiddled about with gold as well. I mean, back in October time last year, I think, he, he pumped, uh, pumped and dumped Barrick Gold, which is one of the biggest gold mines in the yep. world. Yeah. And um, he, well, like one month he said, gold is terrible. It's, there's nothing in it, whatever. And then next minute, Behind the scenes, his company, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, you know, is just by, I think he bought 500 mils worth of gold, um, kept it all a secret, then released a public statement saying gold's amazing. And then he sold it just before everyone could catch on to it. So, like, he's a bit of a sneaky one. And I think a lot of these people are. I mean, why would you tell? I mean, if, if you knew something, why would you tell the public? I don't know. So that makes you question all these hypes. I mean, if there's something behind them. I don't know. Um, but yeah, to wrap it up, are you going to invest, do you think? Or do you think you're just going to hold fire? Are you going to invest in gold or, or uh, Bitcoin? I I think personally at the minute, I mean, it's it's more about, I'm a bit more short-term minded at the minute. Mm. I mean, like, you know, 19, you know, starting a business, I, I've really got the capital to like allocate a large portion of cash to gold or Bitcoin yeah. and be like, right, I'm just going to hold this for years. It's a case of, you know, my, my portfolio, you know, with COVID, I, I moved something to gold. I did all right, um, and then obviously, you know, I've I've rode the the, the, the Bitcoin waves before, um, but at the minute, I'm out of Bitcoin. I don't, I don't, I I'm I feel like I feel like it's at uncertain levels, mm. um, but with 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 the way sort of the world is now and the aftermath of COVID, I I I, I don't think gold's rallies over yet. I I think there's something there, um, and I think there's still a lot of uncertainty. So. I'd be more inclined. There's a lot of uncertainty. <laughs> uncertainty, uncertainty. Yeah. I, I'd be more inclined to move personally, move more towards gold at the minute. Okay, nice one. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, what's your take? I mean, you know, you brought me on to the dark side. What's, what's, <laughs> what's, what's your take? I, I think gold, gold's the future. Um, yeah. I think the, I think the move to make is. Um, it, the thing is, though. We, you know, that's our opinion, whatever. But you can't ride. I don't, I don't, think, you, I don't think you could ride two horses at once. I think you've no, got to be one yeah. or the other. Um, it's difficult to make that decision. It really is when you when the well, I mean, it's close there. for me. It's it's close. Yeah. For me. I mean, like I don't doubt the technology behind Bitcoin. It's just purely like from an investor's perspective, mm. the price of it at the minute just isn't a level that I'd like to buy into. No, of course, so and it's, it's purely. Yeah related around investment it's not faith in either in either yeah and i think from an investment point of view it's it's i think if you are going to make investments it's you you've you know the whole point is taking risk but the more risk you take the more reward you get right definitely theory goes so like yeah, you've got to do your due diligence yeah so those of you listening out there if you are thinking of investing and spending mummy and daddy's pocket money um or, <laughs> or your student loan I mean, that's yeah, not a bad because, move. A student no, loan, no, yeah. I mean, 1,500 quid uh, is the common sort of average rate per term, I think. So like, that's an ounce of gold or like one sixteenth of a Bitcoin. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 
No, I think it'd be interesting. You know, if, if you want to involve it in your portfolio, you want you want to go, I don't know, something nice like 5% crypto, 5%. Mm. Well, you know, it's, it's, that could be a good play. Could work. That, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it, I did, I mean, I think we should do another podcast on this. I did, um, I, on an Excel spreadsheet, I planned out the compound interest on my loans for university. So your, yeah. your tuition fee and your maintenance loan. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think it worked out to, I had to pay 12 grand over five years. I, f- I forgot what it was now. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking like that 12 grand, could you make that within five years through investing? So your student loan, if those who you need your student loan, obviously don't risk it. Don't never invest what you can't afford. That's number one. But if you can yeah. afford to, to invest, Use your student loan as soon as you get that money coming in three times a year or whatever it is. Yeah. Just rather than going to the pub, I mean, you can't really go to the pub, but like just have a dabble. Yeah, I mean, yeah, have a, have a, yeah. but, but research, research. Yeah, research risk. I mean, a classic rule of thumb is take t- take 100 minus your age. So in my case, 19, then I'm left with 81. So I should allocate 81% in, into equities and 19% into fixed income. And obviously, as you imagine, the, the older you are, the, you know, the less risk you start to take. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's just a typical, and, yeah. typical rule of thumb. You're younger, take more risks, but, you know, don't, you know, but I mean, that's just a rule of thumb that, you know, I sort of like to try and replicate. But. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a, it's a good piece of advice there. So um, thank you very much for listening, guys. I hope you learned a lot. Uh, a little introduction into investments for Bitcoin versus gold. I hope it opens your mind up to the wider picture of things rather than uh, jumping on the trends necessarily just because the trends um, so next week, I think we should talk about managing money at university. I think that'd be quite an interesting one. Tasty. Um, very tasty. And also, I think we should touch on currencies as well. So yep, uh, we'll, we'll plan those That's in great. advance. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. Keep learning, get earning, and uh, speak to you next week.